Aloha. You're listening to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder, presented by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals and brought to you by VolleyballMag.com. We are back in the Born on the Beach studios today, and I got a sweet Wilson volleyball here for a giveaway. And uh, we also have two great guests. The hot topic in beach volleyball right now is the winners, the gold medalists from Shepherdson One Star FIVB, Amanda Dowdy, and Avery Drost. It is just me here today hosting the podcast. Travis is uh, working for Yahoo Sports right now. He's going big time on me. So uh, it's just me today, but he'll be back soon. Enjoy. Alrighty, well, welcome back to the Sandcast. We have some uh, special guests right here. This is this is the the first time we've had two gold medalists fresh off their gold medals, <laughs> fresh <laughs> off the plane too. We got Avery Drost and Amanda Dowdy here. Hello, hello. So, what's up, guys? What's happening? You try? guys, uh, you guys feeling jet lagged or what? Dude, I'm almost back. I'm I'm almost there. How I'm many feeling... days uh, since you got you got back from Australia? I got back Monday. You got back Monday. Yeah. I got back a little bit before you on Monday, I think. Today yeah. is Thursday. Today yeah. is Thursday. Today's yeah. the first day I felt somewhat normal. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Left yeah. left Monday, six AM. Landed also Monday, six thirty AM. So you gained yeah. time. Just yeah. Do you time travel? I, I, I lost thirty minutes and that was it. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> it's crazy. It's the weirdest thing. Lost you... it all on the way there, got it all on the way back. Thirty minutes later, it felt like later, yeah. Twenty four hours. But, I know. Uh, no. nothing. I mean, <laughs> that's what uh, that's what you do when you're on the FIVB tour, right? Dude, you just you just road oh, yeah. warrior it. You just, road yeah, you, you road dog it, as Eric Zahn would say. Yeah, yeah. road dog. <laughs> exactly. You never know which way is up, down. Oh, what yeah. time is where? Just nope. show me the volleyball yeah. court, and I know what to do. You know, what made it weirder is it's summer down there, so like the sun is looks a certain way at three o'clock down there right now. You know what I mean? It's just summer sun, and then you get back and. We're in the winter time, so the sun is like low, you know, oh, close to gone at like three or four. Whereas back there, it's like still high in the sky. It's all bright at three until or like, four. Yeah, until like nine p.m. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I forgot. It's yeah. it's summer out there. Summer. Yeah. So I came back and just I can't tell by looking outside what time it is. And but like Amanda <laughs> said, like I feel like I'm almost back. Which, yeah. You, the best way for me is just to like go right back to normal as fast as possible and just don't like have that day where I sit around, just go back to normal and try to just power through it. How long uh, did it take for you guys to get back on the sand to practice after, uh, after that long flight? Um, I'm actually still taking a break. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Well, it's an interesting uh, event, right? Because it just fell like in the middle of our off season kind of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Irene and I actually spent two weeks on the road. So we went to New Zealand first and then we went to Australia um, and so we're just giving our bodies a little bit of rest. Just, just won all those tournaments. Yeah, by I was going to say, uh, didn't mention that you won yeah. both of them, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Congratulations. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So we did, um, it was a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of good things happening in those two weeks, um, winning both yeah. tournaments. So when we got back, we just decided to shut it down. So we'll start up again on Monday. Is there any, uh, celebration, uh, going to happen here or what? <laughs> yes, we, uh, Brad and I plan on celebrating this weekend. We don't know what yet. And then Irene and I want to meet up uh, next week with her husband and Brad and do something together. Nice. I um, like that. But we nice. definitely all had a good time celebrating in Australia. Uh, we hooked up with um, the U.S. men's team. So Avery and 
and Chase and the other U.S. Uh, women's team, Caitlin and Jace, and some Aussie players, and just had some fun. So I'm sure good. that's yeah. a good time. The after parties on the world tour are uh, always entertaining. Yeah, yeah. it's way fun <laughs> to, to say, say the, the least. least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. We uh, for for me when we finished, I my original plan was the only way I could catch a free ride back to Melbourne was to jump on this bus at like 4:45 in the afternoon. So that would have meant like finishing the final grabbing my stuff and just like running off the beach quickly jumping on this bus it would have been like hey thanks good job everybody out of here and then when that time came i mean there's just no way like being being there with everybody Mm -hmm. it was too much fun there's just no way no you got you got to stay i mean in my opinion you got to stay i i uh I made the mistake once and i'm not going to do it again where i (laughs) where i ran straight from my first avp win straight to the airport like i told you like milwaukee yeah milwaukee i, I didn't totally even like that. yeah say hi to people i yeah. just jumped in a van yep yeah. and then i'm just sitting on the plane like wait why did i do that <laughs> yeah i should have just changed my flight yeah. i made mm-hmm. enough money you know like yeah i want at least something uh but yeah for sure it's always and you're going back from australia yeah right there's no way you're going straight to the airport yeah man i ended up getting a taxi at like 2 a.m it cost me a couple hundred dollars, but it was just... It was worth it. Completely worth it. Yeah, I would never... Yeah, I'm so glad that I didn't leave. We hung with everybody. It was cool. Yeah. Um, Amanda, you mentioned you went to New Zealand beforehand. How was that trip? And what was that... What's the volleyball situation out there? Because I played out there a few years ago, and they had a small little domestic tour. Is it still kind of yeah. small? It's still pretty similar. Um, it kind of felt like home in a lot of ways. We have a, a tour in Texas, a Texas volleyball tour. Um, and it felt very similar to that. So I was like, oh, this is what I used to play. This is awesome. Um, and But everyone was really friendly, really welcoming. It was a really cool environment to come into. It, it reminded me a lot of Hawaii, actually. Um, it's, like a, it's a mixture of Texas and Hawaii. Yeah, best That's of both worlds. That's actually a really good description. <laughs> it's, it's Polynesian, but it has tons of uh, like farmland, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's just uh, sheep everywhere. Yeah. Um, Interesting description. And that like Southern hospitality. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, We got hooked up with some family friends there that we were able to stay with and they were super welcoming and uh, showed us around. So that was cool. Had our own little tour guides there. Um, But as far as the tournament, they did a great job. Um, They made it really easy for us to just jump in there and um, start competing and it was cool because uh, one of the teams there was coming to Australia with us. So we got actually to Japan and then the top New Zealand team um, were there. So we got to see them beforehand and get some good competition in. What was kind of the purpose of the trip for you and Irene? Because I know it's middle of the off season, um, mm-hmm. probably just looking to get extra reps. Yeah. And for us, um, yes, we wanted to get that like competition in before the world tour. Um, it's been quite a break for us. We ended last September um, and haven't had a competition since. So the world tour is obviously really important to us. We're trying to climb that ladder. Um, and we just want to take advantage and try to get all those like, you know, like pre-match jitters, all that experience out of the way um, and get that like live competition in before heading over to Australia. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a great decision by us. We really enjoyed it um, and it got us ready. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned like the world tour is, is, really important for all of us obviously you guys are are going for it Mm -hmm. um how important are these one stars because this is kind of new to us it actually wasn't even around uh last year was the first year so i haven't even played in 
I haven't played in the star system yet. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think about these one stars? Because obviously, financially, they're not great. You mm-hmm. only win no. $1,000. And we all know nobody's going there for the money. Right. You're going there to build up points and, and climb your way up throughout this, through the system. Mm-hmm. But what's kind of your guys' uh, thoughts on this star system and having to play and being incentivized to play in these one-star events halfway across the world and only for points, really not yeah. getting any financial support? Yeah. Well, dude, for me, I, I, I remember looking at the star system when it first came out and kind of breaking it down and thinking to myself, these one stars don't make any sense. Yeah. You know, financially, like you said, it doesn't add up. Um, and, and, and I think when I first looked at it, that was the first perspective I had, you know, Hey, points are great, but this is kind of ridiculousness when it comes to finances. Um, you know, but then as a, I think at that time I thought Norseka has got to be a better path. There's got to be another way. I, I was going to focus on Norseka. I sort of wrote off the one stars last year. Um, reevaluated that. I think when you, when you look at the way the, the way they take the finishes now, just four instead of, instead of six, right. and when you start to look at the way the points are distributed with the U S players right now, or really a lot of players. I mean, there, there's some guys who are obviously way up high in their point totals right now. But then there's this this hodgepodge where, yeah, if you go win 100 points in a one star, like, well, that actually makes a pretty big difference in your in your total. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bottom line is, it's just it's just really hard to get these opportunities, and and they're it's not like it's not like there's an abundance of other ways to do it. And um, you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to catch up, it's probably as good a way as there as mm-hmm. you can find to to grab some points. And then, you know, Amanda was just touching on it. Like, it's still world tour competition. You know, that's still kind of depending on where you go. There's, there's going to be teams that show up that are good and want to win. And there's so many, you know, weird dark horse teams on the FIVB that you don't know. You know, you look at who has points and it doesn't really tell you much about who's good because you just never know yeah. who's lurking out there. So you get to go play some good teams. Um, and, uh, you know, in this case, it was cool to take, go to Australia. It's mm-hmm. not the worst place to go and play volleyball, right? And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, a, it's a yeah. solid spot. Yeah, but the star the star system, you know, is it's definitely created some opportunities now to make the point to make the point chase a little bit more feasible. I think it was before. Now the four out of six makes it way more feasible right. than it was before. I think, mm-hmm. and um, and then the fact that there's tournaments that are on con- con- or on uh, competing dates. You know, you've got multiple tournaments going on on the same weekend. Yeah. So you, you can't necessarily just get totally boxed out by the top four that are trying to grab all the tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, and if, you know, if your opportunity is a one star, then that's your opportunity. But yeah. Yeah. It, I would say like, um, my perspective on it, I was pretty similar to Avery last year. I kind of wrote him off at first. Um, I think just, you heard nothing but negative about it. It was brand new. There's no money. What's the point? Anyways, um, but whenever I look at where I'm at in my career and where I want to be, um, it really is a beautiful thing for me because it helps fill in that gap. I didn't grow up playing this sport. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the opportunity to play in college. Um, so the more I can play, the better it is for me. And Irene's in that similar spot. Mm-hmm. And so we see it as opportunity. Um, we're trying to climb that ladder. And it's more of a sacrifice right now because we it's not great financially. I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. Right. Um, 
But the point gain is great. The match experience is great. We get to travel and see different teams every time we go. Um, and it helps just like with um, that confidence in the game. The more you touch the ball, the better you're going to get. Um, so for us, it's we're using it as opportunity. You know, you can only control what you can control, and w- that's the position we're in. And those one, twos, maybe three stars. Yep. So we want to take advantage of that and try to close the gap, um, and just use it to get better. Is that kind of the goal for uh, for you guys to to just keep climbing the ranks internationally and, and move up in the USA pipeline? It, it's funny because I, I think not not everyone realizes that we're kind of fighting for our status just within the USA pipeline to get yeah. those stipends and health insurance and all that yeah. access to USA's uh, national team headquarters. But then we're also fighting uh, to be on the world tour, you know, climbing up the world mm-hmm. tour rankings. So you're not playing yeah. in these one stars, two stars, even you can choose to play in the three, four five stars yeah. and uh, all that stuff. But I think a lot of people don't realize how much we're fighting against our own countrymen mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Trying to get these points. Yeah. The USA, the USA program is insane. It's so awesome how competitive it is. Mm-hmm. And I, speaking for the women's side, um, like I would see these one, twos, three stars, very crucial in closing those gaps. Like yep. I know for our team, we're, we're in the position of like maybe slipping into a country quota here and there. Um, but that just goes to show how important these smaller tournaments are to actually get us in a position where we can play in the bigger ones. So like I said earlier, just using it as opportunity. Did this give you guys a significant boost, uh, or did you guys pass anyone or get significantly um, we, closer? You know what? I personally have not gone and looked at it. It gave us, I don't know if it counted for Fort Lauderdale or not, but we are in the country quota for Fort Lauderdale, which was a really cool surprise because both Irene and I were like, kind of already had that written off. We're, like, right. we're not in a position for that yet. So we were looking at April. There's like one, two, and a four-star in April. Right. Um, so that's yeah. what we were setting our sights on. And then we saw the list come out. We're in the country quota. We're like, sweet. That's going to be a really cool opportunity. Um, and we got that opportunity a lot sooner <laughs> than we thought we would. Um, so, yeah. Like, sweet. Yeah. How about yeah. you guys, Avery? You got, a, you got your new partner. Yeah. Or not, sorry, not really a new partner, but new to the world tour is yeah. uh, Chase Frischman. And yeah. probably like... I don't know if there's ever a player that won their first FIVB they ever played in. Yeah, well, Chase Frischman uh, man, coming up so, for you, dude. Chase was Chase was so ridiculously good this this whole week. Um, and uh, yeah, they, the FIVB did a cool write up on on uh, players who have done this. Basically, who have come in and won their very first FIVB oh, tournament. So a few players yeah, have a few players have. Well, well, Alex just did it. Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kleinman just did it. Oh yeah, Kleinman just like a couple weeks yeah. ago. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but for, for the women, which was you know, it's unreal. Um, but then Chase, I think it said he was either the sixth or the seventh. Okay. Uh, men's player to do it, but he's the first in a long time. Right. If you go back and look at it, it, it happened a few times, like in the '90s, uh, and then maybe like in the really early 2000s, or like like one of the guys on the list was was Sinjin. Mm-hmm. Like the first time Sinjin went out. So right. you know, obviously Sinjin's a great pro and he goes out and does that. But it's been a really long time since somebody won their first FIVB tournament that they that they entered. And uh, yeah, Chase did it. And and not only that, but like to me, Chase was the best player in the tournament in terms of the way he played. He was, he was so gnarly. And uh, I think that everybody instantly just had a ton of respect for him. They, they loved watching him play. They were so 
into the way he handled himself like he's been doing this for a really long time and yeah he's on the map now yeah, yeah. now he's got a target on his back yeah, <laughs> he doesn't well, get uh <laughs> he doesn't get the easy e- the ease into the world tour where everyone's yeah. like all right like this guy might be good yeah now now he's got a gold medal so every, yeah any tournament he plays oh he's good like we're going for him mm-hmm. yeah yeah well i mean it's okay with me if people want to go after him <laughs> yeah. is it safe to say that he's good that uh uh chase's goal is i think he mentioned it when he came yeah. on the podcast earlier but he wants to be a full-time world tour yeah uh, along with the domestic tour as well right yeah for sure um we're, we're both on the same page in that and um and we, we want to climb the ladder on the world tour because we want to play in more tournaments we want to have a chance to go and play against the best players in the world at the biggest venues at the most high profile tournaments i mean that's the kind of stuff we get stoked about and um and and yeah, it's it's just. Uh, I think I can I can speak for him and say like we, for for both of us we we want to we just want to play in those big in those right. big tournaments and we want to earn our way into those. We I think we both love volleyball a lot and that's that's a big part of the drive. Yeah, well, obviously Chase was ready. Uh, yeah, to go out there, but and that has yeah. everything to do with playing domestically. Yeah, uh, oh, on yeah. the AVP and you and Chase actually got a third last year one third or two thirds one third so one third in san francisco yeah. last year and you got a third last year in yeah. texas right yeah and that's right what do you guys think about the uh competition between playing avp versus playing uh, fivb you're listening to sandcast beach volleyball with triborn and travis mawerter presented by marriott vacation club rentals and brought to you by volleyballmag.com volleyballmag.com is your daily digital news source for all things volleyball from ncaa women and men to beach volleyball on all levels to international and more volleyballmag.com the only media outlet that covers our sport on all fronts every day This podcast is also brought to you by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals, which offers the best vacation accommodations in the world's best vacation destinations. Wherever you travel, Florida to Fort Lauderdale for the first major in February or to the Outrigger Canoe Club in Hawaii, (laughs) you're up to California. Choose to rest now luxurious guest rooms, suites, or villas for your next getaway. Villas offer all the comforts of home, including a full kitchen, living and dining area, and separate bedrooms. Stay with the Marriott name you know and trust. Book big spaces and great places today. Visit www.mvcrentals.com. And this podcast is also brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. As Tri mentioned, I have I have been out this week because I have a contract with Yahoo covering the Winter Olympics, but I can still pop in to give a commercial and to give some exciting news that because we're sponsored by Wilson, we also get to do some Wilson giveaways. So this week is our first Wilson giveaway. We have a Wilson Volleyball signed by our gold medalist, Amanda Dowdy and Avery Drost, and here is how you win it. So if you follow our podcast on Instagram, which is at sandcast underscore podcast, I'll say that again, that is sandcast underscore podcast, give us a follow and comment on our post from the Avery Amanda show with your favorite quote from any sandcast episode. Okay, this could be any quote from April to Trevor to Phil, you can bring one from Amanda and Avery, whatever it may be, comment with your favorite quote. And Try and I will will pick our favorite from that list, and you will be the winner. We will DM you for your information, send you the ball, and you will have yourself an autographed volleyball from our gold medalist. All right, so a big shout-out to Wilson for giving us the ability to give that giveaway and looking forward to seeing what all the responses are. Go, go like, for it. Does it... 
Like, are you uh, asking if it prepares you, or yeah, if like, there's more competition on one or the other? Well, I guess more competition. There's it's such a broad thing because yeah. there's yeah. five stars to to one star yeah, for sure. But do you feel like you get better for the tournaments that you've played in? Do you think you're playing against a higher quality, maybe domestically or internationally, or where does that where does that kind of cut off? You know, like yeah. a three star, yeah. four star is like an AVP. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try my best to answer that. I would or say just make go, go up an answer okay, that perfect. sounds better. <laughs> since my, hey, I don't have Travis here today. He's yeah. out. Yeah, we know. Training for Yahoo Sports, so my questions are all over the place. So yeah. we, um, we miss you, Travis. Bear with me. Yeah. This, this is rough. <laughs> um, just, just kidding. Well, first of all, I think AVP. Um, our U.S. teams like we're pretty deep in talent. So we do have that going for us. And going experiencing a tournament in New Zealand, their domestic tour versus our domestic tour, it it really doesn't compare, and that's not disrespecting their tour. Right. They have a great tour with a lot of really good teams. But AVP, we just, like, we roll deep. There's a lot of really good teams. You don't have one easy match. Um, yeah. You know, and I haven't had the experience, um, I would say... I would maybe compare it to like a three or four star because a couple years ago I went to Stad and that like obviously blows it out of the water. Um, um, But yeah, so I mean, AVP is right there in the mix, but nothing compares to that Grand Slam and the talent that's on there. Right, right, right. So that world-class talent. Yeah. I mean, those top-level world tour events are like playing every team is as good as our top four American teams basically. and. I think that's what makes those so so insane. But I guess like the way I took your question is thinking about so what's tough about the AVP versus what's tough about the World Tour. And one thing that keeps popping into mind is so there's the challenge in the World Tour of of dealing with long distance travel and then uh, <clears throat> like usually some pretty high pressure matches right off the bat. Um, you know, on, on the tail end of a really long trip and you're, and you're facing the possibility of, you know, losing early or something. And then you're in China and then you got to come home and <laughs> yeah. deal with that. And that, like, that's a mental challenge and yeah. a mental pressure, like all in of itself is, Hey, I invested all this time, all this money worked really hard to come out here. And now this whistle blows and I got to play, you know, a couple games to preserve my tournament. Otherwise I, you know, I got to tuck my tail and go home. And, and that's, that's just gnarly. I mean, as you know, try and Amanda, that's, that's just a tough thing to deal with mentally. Um, but one thing that's different, I think playing on the AVP, another mental challenge is the, uh, is competing against people that, you know, super well, and that Mm -hmm. know you super well, because on the, on the world tour, sometimes you'll encounter people that you'll know a little bit through film or something like that. Or if you're doing it a lot, you'll start to run into people and have some familiarity, but like Mm -hmm. playing on the AVP against the same guys we train against, constantly that you've played so many reps against either in practice or you know so there's this like deep familiarity there's not as much um film watching on the avp (laughs) tour you we're usually like oh Oh, yeah we're playing them i played that i practiced with them this week yeah Yeah, wednesday we're not gonna go watch film on them (laughs) we know exactly what they do and you always play the team you practice against obviously that's just how it works Mm fivb you're sometimes like googling a team like yeah. the night before like who the hell are these yeah. guys yeah. like hopefully there's one match on yeah. youtube like and they're, they're so true their picture on bvb is when they were like 16 and then when you go to play them now they're all grown up and they're a foot taller <laughs> yeah. yeah you walk out on the court like wow oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you look different <laughs> yeah man it's so that's that's a big difference i was thinking about well, well levels are 
levels are high on both. And the AVP yeah. just to me is just gnarlier every single year, yeah. especially now that there's more internationals that are jumping that are in. jumping in and you know making it tougher. There's every year there's a couple more. Well, one in. thing that uh, that probably hasn't made it the transition easier for you is that you've been switching positions. <laughs> you've played me. <laughs> you were blocking yeah. defense, left side, right side. Yeah. How's that uh, transition been going for you? Obviously, you transitioned back to blocking pretty well, yeah. pretty quickly. Well, dude, the, the transition that's going great is just playing with Chase. I mean, right. what Ch- Chase is, he's just such a, such a rad partner, um, such a good friend and a good teammate. You know, I, I joked with people before, like if, I, if Chase decided he wanted to block or something and I was going to be the defender, you know, the 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 bigger deal is that hey we're a team and that that's that's what's awesome about it but obviously it makes more sense for me to block on our team <clears throat> and uh and and the way it's always gone for me is I, I i love blocking i have it's kind of my passion and my that that's my that's what i enjoy doing more i think between the two and for so many years I, th- I think that's true, but you know, I've waffled on that. <laughs> I, I, for so many years, you know, the, the prospect of being a big defender instead of a small blocker sounded really cool. Right. You know, that sounds good when you think about it that way. But, um, I think getting to know myself as a player more and more and o- over the years, I think my instincts for blocking, just my true to life instincts are, are a little bit better than on defense. Um, you know, not, not, not that I didn't, click with defense at all but I think just the way I'm wired to want to pursue the ball at the net and press and go after things and and then I think my favorite part of the game is transition setting and it always has been that that doesn't seem to change so I think You're back home block blocking feels like I'm home and then you know we almost forget the very first tournament me and Chase played together Chase was playing with Mike Brunsting before we right. hooked up who is a lefty mm-hmm. right sider so I think just making that transition a little simpler, the first turn we hooked up, I jumped on the right. And uh, that seems like a, so long ago, I kind of forget setting chase over there on the left side. Um, but You never know until you try it, right? Yeah. Now you've, now you've tried it all, so you can, yeah. if you want, you can stay in one position, but uh, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Dude, you just never know where life's going to take you. But I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty stoked where I am right now. I do like knowing in the back of my mind that I could try to do the other things if I had to, but... Um, yeah, I think like you could say right now that Chase is doing exactly what he ought to be doing. Yeah, he's a pure defender, de- defending sure. on the right, yeah. and I'm doing what suits me best, blocking on the left. So, Amanda, yeah. you gonna you gonna try out some defense anytime soon? And right side, yeah. Irene and I talked about that. I'm gonna become full time defender. Throw Irene up at in the our net. next tournament. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we, you know what though. Pat myself on the back for a hot second. Um, we did split block some oh, whenever we play smaller teams I got, like I got Japan. I a story for you, too. Before. <laughs> Japan is a super defensive, scrappy team. Um, and our quarterfinal match against them, it was it was freaking hot. Um, and we just got to the point where we're like, hey, let's split. Let's let's try it out. So we'll do that a couple of times, but um, I'll stick to blocking. It Was it more yeah. was it to rest you? Um, yeah. Or what was the strategy? Yeah, usually it, when I'm doing it, I'm like, well, I didn't, would never do it when I played with yeah. him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but usually I'm like, uh, a little help here? Want to yeah. run out for me? No, that's for sure what it was. And we played around with it in New Zealand, too, um, against some of those teams. Just, hey, we might need this in Australia. Let's try it out just to give me that rest. Yeah. Especially yeah. we knew it was going to be so hot. Um, so, yeah, so that's the main reason um, that we would do it. But it was fun to try. 
yeah. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to dabble in it a little bit maybe yeah. here and there yeah yeah well you're a pretty good blocker but <laughs> you're pretty good at volleyball just in general but uh I don't it's always, think it's I'll, always the defenders that think they can block and the blockers oh, yeah, they think try they can it. defend. Yeah. Well, that's and then what they I was go back say. really quick. That's what I was going to say. So Chase, Chase blocked for me two points in uh, our second qualifier game towards the end, and for the first first block he put up was was like whoa, that, that was a good looking block. He's 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 all over it. You know, it's a good presence up there. I can't remember what happened. And then the, sec- the second time up, it would have been match point. The guy hit the ball out, but Chase just raked the whole net, like <laughs> whole chest in it from top to bottom. And He got really excited about it. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to block this. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, so, so that was our, fir- that was our first, uh, that was our first attempt at split blocking real quick. <laughs> but, but yeah, when he, when he first threw a block up, I was like, oh man, he's got some, he's got some presence. Like he played outside hitter, you know, overseas. Uh, playing indoors in Switzerland, so he knows what he's doing. If he has to block, Chase can do it all. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically that's, what we're trying to say is that Avery loves story. his new partner. Yeah, yeah. he really we're loves to say, his... Chase. You're awesome. Yeah, if you haven't is that, that not so clear, far? guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to mention to you, Amanda, is is uh, you know it's funny because I was thinking I'm thinking about me in the sport, and as I'm yeah. coming back, I'm in my late 20s. I'm kind of like a veteran out here mm-hmm. and we all are kind of yeah. we're kind of have a veteran presence on tour now especially with the players coming out of college being a little bit younger and yeah. and more ready to play at the highest level um what do you think about about you know the college players coming up and kind of where you guys stand versus these rookies who are like yeah. almost ready to like compete from uh you know top three finishes right away mm-hmm. yeah um, I think the really cool dynamic that it brings is it raises everybody's level. Yeah. Um, so you're already having this like crop come in that's that's really good. That's been coached for four years by probably five coaches. Um, it's probably least. a little frustrating because all of us are like, yeah, we had to start from scratch when yeah. we came out here. You guys yeah. had four years of beach. We had four years of indoor learning the wrong tendencies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a little bit of that chip on your shoulder. You're like, yeah, yeah you basically like you had everything you could possibly need for this game yeah um you know but i i actually i appreciate it even though i sometimes wish i'm like man i wish i had played in college yeah. i've been such a cool experience um i do appreciate that it is a sport now because it'll it'll only help the game that it's in the ncas and it's only going to help our professional league um and for me personally both me and irene like it pushes us to be better right um, so we welcome it, open arms. Like that's the only way we're going to get better. Um, and yeah, I think it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, if we want to be successful in the sport, we need every player to be better. Mm-hmm. We need yeah. the whole level to rise as a whole. You know, if just if if our lower level teams are are crap, then that's they're kind of going to be holding yeah. the tour back. Yeah. I feel like yeah, um, and that goes for the money and the the level of the top players, everything. Like mm-hmm. it all kind of everyone has to. Yeah rise up together i feel like so yeah even i mean we don't have this these college kids coming up uh coming straight out of college to play yeah. but but we're definitely the men's side is definitely uh benefiting from the women's side mm-hmm. getting so much stronger yeah that's true well yeah. dude and there's and there's really young guys who are coming up even though they don't have college beach in front of them i mean we see on the world tour now so many young young players who are pretty polished for how young they are right i mean we keep seeing that and then yeah we know high school age boys in the states right now who even though they're not looking to go into college to play beach i mean they're they're playing at a really high level i mean 
a lot of them, you know, around here. Shout out to the Partains, you know, oh, yeah. qualifying. Mm-hmm. And, and then a lot of other guys like in that age group who are that age. I mean, and I'm coaching boys like that at Miracosta High School right now. Shout out to Miracosta <laughs> High School. And they're, and they're studs too at their, at their age, you know. It's, right. So just in general, I don't, I don't remember, you know, I'm, I'm 31. So I was, and I didn't learn volleyball really at all until I was finishing high school. Um, but I, and, you know, I just watch guys play now who are 17, 18 and like the level they play at. And when I look back, I don't remember even seven, eight years ago, five, six, seven, eight years ago, there being anyone who played like that at their age. Yeah. We almost need to be looking out for partners like, yeah, and this, yeah, these, yeah. Like, young <laughs> high school kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're growing and they're, they're, it's really cool for they're the traveling. Sport. Yeah. Yeah. Now sure. we just need the business, uh, behind it to grow so we don't have to <clears throat> fly to Australia if, to to max out our winnings at <laughs> yeah. 500 bucks each <laughs> yeah hey, coming back in the red yeah but it's all good. Uh, we're earning our we're earning our I don't, way i don't think no, anyone feels good, sorry though. for us there. i might i might be there pretty soon we'll <laughs> yeah. see. i'm hoping to play in a fivb this year yeah Heck yeah dude we want you back yeah honestly that'd be cool maybe uh what kind of i gotta check the schedule maybe just pick a cool spot on the map yeah there's so many tournaments i heard there's one in too. africa uh what uh kenya Oh, like that. I missed really? that. You're listening to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder, presented by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals and brought to you by VolleyballMag.com. VolleyballMag.com is your daily digital news source for all things volleyball, from NCAA women and men to beach volleyball on all levels to international and more. VolleyballMag.com, the only media outlet that covers our sport on all fronts every day. This podcast is also brought to you by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals, which offers the best vacation accommodations in the world's best vacation destinations. Wherever you travel, Florida to Fort Lauderdale for the first major in February or to the Outrigger Canoe Club in Hawaii, (laughs) you're up to California. Choose to rest now luxurious guest rooms, suites, or villas for your next getaway. Villas offer all the comforts of home, including a full kitchen, living and dining area, and separate bedrooms. Stay with the Marriott name you know and trust. Book big spaces and great places today. Visit www.mvcrentals.com. Well, that's somewhere in Africa. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably, probably, like probably can you. You guys might want to check that FIP <laughs> schedule. Don't get, listen to me. Get producer Brad on that. I'm looking over at this map we have in my house, and uh, yeah. we have the pins and everywhere we've been, so yeah. I just need to find some open space and <laughs> exactly. see if there's an Where FIP there. Where have I not there. been? Let's yeah. go there. Yeah, see, then sure. you're getting a vacation out of it, yeah. and if yeah. you do well like you guys some, did, someone will go with you. You dude. get some of your money back. Yeah, worth it. Worth it. Not a bad gig. Yeah, I mean... The experience of going down there and playing, I have to say too, and we were talking about money earlier, but like I've already forgotten about how the money factors in all mm-hmm. that. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. that experience was so cool that I, I'm not, yeah. yeah. You're not signing up for that one uh, for the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Period. And whether like, I know for Irene and I, like nothing's going to take away how special that win was for us. Yeah. Whether it's the money or Hey, it's a one star. Like we had to beat some really, really tough teams to to earn that medal, and um, and it was our first World Tour medal. So it's, yeah, you're basically chasing competition. Yeah, yeah. and you should, how many yeah. people can say they have a, even any World Tour medal? You guys both have golds now. That's mm-hmm. yeah, it's awesome. It's, yeah, been stoked to share it with with a lot of other people who who were supported us and you know you didn't that's, sh- you didn't show up to Maricosta practice with your medal on today <laughs> <laughs> we were tempted yeah <laughs> i don't know how that would go try not 
<laughs> not trying to be that guy, but but it was cool how how stoked the boys were, and they mm-hmm. they gave us a lot of love for it, and that nice. was cool, and yeah, that means a lot because because that's the other thing that's part of it. I mean, it, it is uniquely cool to play for your country, it and is. that that actually doesn't get old. And one of the coolest parts about the whole thing for me was definitely the anthem. Like mm-hmm. uh-huh. I've watched a lot of those ceremonies. I've also been on podiums like in Norseka, but not first. And so yeah. I've had to watch someone else's anthem, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it was super cool to hear our anthem and, and kind of reflect on like what that means to other people who are watching. And uh, that, that is a cool thing for wearing USA on your chest. Yeah. Yeah. I know final. all yeah. that, all that cliche sounding stuff, but it's, it's real. It's I mean, so true. yeah, and- it was cool in the moment. Yeah, it definitely was a little bit emotional standing up on the podium and like carrying your anthem. And I mean, just that gold medal match was pretty emotional when that was a great match, by the way. All all of you guys were balling. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just super cool. And um, I don't know, like I said, oh, my bad. (laughs) Producer Brad edit that. (laughs) No, we're good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was just a very surreal moment. Like, it makes everything. It was just that like moment of like, all right, it's worth it. All of our hard work, all of our sacrifice, like I've, you know, like proving to yourself, hey, I can do this. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely that moment for us. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had a, or I feel like when you're, when you're playing in these tournaments, you're never thinking about the money. No, like, no we you played don't do it in for the Qatar money. and in no. one of those or smaller events too, where. Yeah. People were laughing at us for the check, but I'm like looking around and like we're playing in this legit stadium yeah. in front of legit fans against yeah. the best mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, I don't know what that says about the business of our sport, yeah. you know? <laughs> but um, the growth within you yeah. to like and, and to do we, that. Yeah, it's not like that's going to be the biggest. Like we're going to have opportunities to make money this year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but um, yeah, it is kind of funny that we have to go to a few of those. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's a little bit of a bummer, but you can't focus on that because if you do, you're just kind of stuck in that negative mindset with it. And I don't know. Take it for what it is. Use it for what it is. Stick it to where you want to go. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're a beach volleyball player. For a li- you're making a living being a beach volleyball player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Traveling right. around the world. Like I said I don't think anyone feels bad for us. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. No. And yeah, I mean. I was watching the girls play some some good matches, you know, like some good competition. I thought like both of the semis, like the semi you guys played, and then the one that that uh, Caitlin and Jace played. I mean, good good teams, and yeah. before that too. But like those ones, I got to see. Well, that's where you're going to find a lot of these a lot of those teams that are up and coming, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, like some of these young players from these other countries. You guys might be seeing yeah. them before anyone sees them in these three, four, five stars. Right. Yeah, which could be by the end of this year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the upward movement, like we said, is fast. So, so you guys are happen. kind of ahead on people. You got some footage on them and, That's uh, right. or you got to watch them play. Well, with me and Chase, if you ever need anything regarding, uh, Australian volleyball team scouting, then you can ask us. Cause I think we, <laughs> we played five Australian teams out there in the course of that. So we just, we just ended up going up against basically all of Australia in oh, that, yeah. in that tournament. And so, yeah, I don't know if there's hardly any team we didn't play. Semis and finals, right, against Australia? Yeah, two two teams in the quali for, for Aussie right. teams, and then a team in pool play, and then semis and the finals. Okay, so these Aussies have 
a very interesting style. And I'm wondering if they if they have the same style. Did you play the women's team? We didn't play them this tournament, but um, Kate and Jace did, and we got to watch them play. Are they running? So the men are running this this full on like kind of indoor system where they they'll push their passes across the court mm-hmm. to spread the blocker and then launch a set back yeah. across the, all the way to the pin and right. do this big sweeping outside yeah. uh, approach and. Their top team, Kappa and McHugh, was do, were doing it on the World Tour for like two or three years. Now, now he has a new partner. Yeah, but um, I guess it looks like they're actually teaching that to all their younger teams, right? It's it's yeah. to me, it's a little yeah. weird. What do you, what do you guys think about it? <laughs> Go for it. It's I mean, too much effort for me. It's yeah. like, <laughs> like it's not efficient at all. <laughs> no, and it seems like forced most of the time. Um, the women's side, um. They do like to spread it, mm-hmm. spread their offense. And I remember talking to Irene about it when we were watching them play. I'm like, man, it seemed like they're forcing everything to the middle or further to spread their offense or they're relying on that two ball. Um, but I've noticed that being a trend with the Aussie teams. Yeah. And then Avery talking about that with the men's side. Yeah. And how they try to hone that in. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, they're all... I feel like every everyone we played from Australia was a pretty complete volleyball player. You know, none of those guys were like stiff. They were all fluid, complete players. So I feel like you know they're they're t- they're trying to use that by being running this really athletic offense. Yeah, that creates a couple of like nobody up bounce balls. You know, right. a, a game. It, it just when they execute it to perfection. You know, as a blocker, you have to follow this pass that's getting shoved from one side all the way to the other pin. And you got to make this choice of like, do I do I go with him and try and get in front of him at all, uh, or you know, do I have to sit in the middle and, and think like he might jump set this back across the court the other way? So it's kind of an impossible choice if they if they execute it correctly. Right. There's no there's no way to to defend that perfectly. You know what I mean? So the like the the idea makes a lot of sense. Like the one thing I would say is. I, I felt like there was some like pre-commitment to it before the surf mm-hmm. and before the pass went up, you know, both guys were decided they were going to run this play. And then if any of like five or six different things breaks down in the chain of all that, it turns into a kind of a bad swing. You right. know what I mean? So yeah, if it's forced, I think that's where it turns into a little bit of a problem. And, um, and when you're serving, yeah. you're, you're uh... not trying to be down on them at all, but this, <laughs> that would be my like, <laughs> You know, that's where it can go wrong. I mean, really good players can like lose control of that situation. Right. And know. if you know, if you know that they're trying to run this system you're, yeah. and you drill a, a, a jump serve down their line, knowing that they're, they're going to have to pass it at an angle back into the yeah. court with a lot of spin. And then their, their guy's going to try to like jump set that, yeah. you know, like if they, if they predetermine that they're going to jump set and like push it out to the pin and yeah. run this, then by all means, go for it. Yeah. But yeah. It's, we're going to make it really difficult <laughs> yeah. on you on purpose. For sure. Um, Dude, hands, hands calls were loose out there too, I felt like. There, there's no, there, there, was, there wasn't as many hands calls yeah. as I would have expected for sure. I'd say it got loose until like the semifinal and final. Oh, yeah. At least on the women's side. Did they have a technical meeting where they talked about how they're going to call the hands? They didn't. No, but no technical like before our Because ma- I'm a hand setter. Mm-hmm. So before our match... Um, I would de- I would go ask like, hey, what are you guys looking for? Right. Um, especially because you see some of the other girls hand setting, and it might be a little bit, you know, question mark. Want to make sure, but they right. didn't have that meeting to tell us, so it's always good to go and ask. That is smart to go ask for yeah. sure. I should probably do that more often. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, most of the Aussie guys were nails setters. They're yeah. they're really good. I like most of the Aussie players are even on the women's side. They're all <laughs> hand setting. Yeah, and they're so, good at it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's the difference between um, domestic setting and international setting? Ball and uh, <coughs> domestically, we're playing with the Wilson, which yeah. which I mean, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Or, or, it's it's more normal for us to use, right? Yeah. We're used to it. I feel like handles any, a little easier. Yeah, yeah, and you can you you have more control. Yeah, basically. The one thing I think that is a little bit easier with the Mikasa ball, the international ball, is is hand setting it. Yeah, because oh, it's, really? it's like well, to me, it's like a touch heavier, so you can it uh you, you can kind of take the spin off it a little bit easier, and it flows out of your hands like more true to the spot. Interesting. If I'm describing that right. I don't know. It feels like. I think I've, I talked to a few other players who sort of feel similar about like setting the Mikasa is maybe even a little bit easier than setting the Wilson, but obviously passing the Mikasa is like so maybe, a hell yeah. of a lot harder. It's not as good on your platform. Yeah. No, it's like, so it depends if you're a, anything breaks down, the thing is just flying off or and plus it floats so much dirtier. So yeah. I wonder how the international players would like, I feel like it, they'd be stoked to play with the Wilson. If the international players oh, came man. and they're like, Whoa, like this all this with? control, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, us hitting a cut shot domestically. Yeah. We can, we can make it look a little better and For make sure. it a little you can, sharper. You can with, shop that thing with the Wilson yeah. so sure. much more. Yeah. 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 Mikasa is a little bit harder to put a ton of spin on. It's harder to jump serve. It's harder to carve. Now, I've heard that oh, FIVB, FIVB is um, l- letting more and more hands go just on the entire season. Like they want it, which I don't really like because uh, I think they're making it easier for yeah. people that don't have the skill. Yeah, I but, agree. Um, <laughs> but I heard, did you guys hear that or have you been to I any meetings? I haven't heard that, but I feel like that's, I didn't hear, I'm, I didn't, I'm not surprised hearing that right, from you. So that, that makes sense yeah. now that. Yeah. Now I didn't that hear it, but I saw it. it. Right. I observed yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty shocked with some of the stuff that they were letting go. Um, yeah. Bo- both like lifts and doubles. I felt like we're oh, looser. God. Yeah. To me, I'm but. not looking forward to that. No. <laughs> I'm no. like, should I even practice like setting perfectly? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I can just not. chuck it then. Yeah. The one thing they are kind of strict on sometimes is is if you're going like over your shoulder, right? If you're not squaring up, I, they're still not call. They're not calling that either. You know what? In our semifinal, I think it was. I did that where I had to face the net and set mm-hmm. sideways and. I mean, luckily it came out clean. It was fine, but they, no problem with it at all. Right. Um, you clinched up a little when you did it, like waiting for the whistle. A I was bit. just like, oh, okay, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. um, and it came out great, so that, was, that worked out <laughs> in my favor. Um, but yeah, I like. Are you talking about when we're going over the net with it, or like? Well, squaring no, up like heaven? even just not squaring up. A lot of times, the the refs internationally, like I yeah. feel like we put out a perfect set, but. They're they not think it's a double strict. because it's going over your shoulder. Yeah. You They're know, not sideways. nearly as strict on that. I, yeah. See, so I'm, they were letting some some yeah. stuff fly. I'm gonna be so. doing some like slide on my knees, <laughs> setting like some some of that indoor stuff, just flinging it around, yeah. and see what I can get away with. Jump th- jump three sixties. <laughs> yeah, I do a little do a little something for the fans. You yeah, know? Set, completely set unnecessary. The Aussies might be doing it first. The <laughs> yeah. Jump three sixty set to the pin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mate. <laughs> oh, they're pretty loud too, huh? Yeah, How's but they're a, cool. Like they're they're loud. They're loud, but it's awesome. Like it they're is. they're truly cool guys. Like they, yeah, they're all their all their dialogue is awesome, and it's all positive and cool. And yeah, just their like community there. Like Shepperton in general. Shepperton's a pretty like. There's not a whole lot to do there, but they did a really good job of bringing the festival there, and the people yeah. came. 
Um, for There's kangaroos. Yeah. We saw kangaroos. Where were there kangaroos? Across the river from the courts. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. And Irene and I, we were super stoked on the ruse. Um, Oh, yeah. We got the day we got there that we were told that they come out at dusk and dawn. So we're like, all right, we're going to sunset. And we were just determined. We were interviewing people along the way and ended up this meeting up with some random person and um, following him out there. It was a little bit sketchy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but that, that sounds sketchy when you say it that way. Yeah. But he was, he was our good luck charm. Cause we turned around, like he left us and like 30 seconds later, there was like 10 roos across this little ditch from us. Um, you got the totally, lingo down too. Ruse. Yeah. Uh, ruse we got the mate. lingo down. <laughs> um, it totally made our whole trip other than winning. Um, we were like, man, that's a good luck token. <laughs> that was an afterthought. <laughs> you go yeah. rule hunting, you see kangaroos, like something good's about to happen. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was cool. I, uh, I was stoked on all the wildlife. Like Chase and I went back walking a few times in that same, you know, in the bush, you know, in the, in the, in these woods that were, I guess it was like a park, like a protected park behind the the site a little ways off and um yeah we went like three times we went looking for the ruse found them on the third time it was it was really cool third time's a charm yeah but there's also just like so many cool birds flying around in this canopy forest and it's kind of exactly how i pictured like an 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 australian like forest and uh it has like wild cockatoos yeah their country is beautiful yeah it was it was cool their culture saw saw a kookaburra kookaburra bird their culture is great. People are super friendly. Like, landscape's beautiful. Sounds like they need awesome. to host more tournaments. Yeah, yeah that'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really should. Cause they do a great job with it, too. Yeah. Chase did smash me overall in the in the kangaroo count. He he saw a lot on the train. I didn't, so he beat me, like, 65 to 3 in the end. And the kangaroo count. The kangaroo count. Yeah, and it was super one-sided. <laughs> but I like that's it. That's right. Yeah. Guys, I have a, uh, I have a new Wilson ball right here, and I'm going to ask you guys Let's to go. sign it since All you right. guys are my first gold medalist <laughs> duo. All right. All right. And, uh, we do that. And, uh, we're co-ed, well, co-ed team. Go we're going gonna, gonna to go ahead and, and do a giveaway for the listeners. Oh, and nice. they can, you guys can check out the show notes, um, awesome. and we'll let you guys know how to win this ball. But we cool. got a fresh new Wilson being signed up here by these two gold You're medalists. Want that. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's clean. I wanted to make sure to hand that one over. Yeah. That's awesome. Go right here next to you. Perfect. Oh, yeah. We're going to get some more, a, a bunch of giveaways going this year. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can just give away a bunch of. Yeah, cool stuff. cool stuff on the show. Heck yeah. yeah, first one's a, a freshy little Wilson. Yeah, it's a good start. But, uh, we'll keep it going for sure. Um, is there any other things that uh, that you think our our listeners should know? Any other any shout outs you got, Avery, for us? Oh man, you know I got a little carried away with the shout outs on the TV. I know broadcast. you got shout outs. <laughs> 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 yeah, I watched it. That. It was it was noted that I that I took the shout outs a long ways, but I was you know, I was stoked. And you uh, love your partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh you know, we were you know, we were we were pumped up that uh Chase's crew, the the Ledge Legion was they were all dialed in following that whole tournament. Uh Ledge Legion was watching like from a bar, of course. And uh in that final Give me the give me the one one sentence description of the Ledge Legion. Who are they? Ledge Legion are 
some of Chase's best friends that he grew up with in Laguna area. They're a bunch of really loyal bros. It can be more than one sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two now? Shoot, yeah, it's a, that was already two. <laughs> Ledge Legion is is a dedicated they're his heckling squad. Dedicated yeah. heckling squad for Chase, but also super close friends and who have it. embraced me. I love it. Yeah. They, uh, they're the ones in pink shirts at the tournaments going toe-to-toe with Rosie's Raiders. Yeah, they're kind of a... Uh, or with Trevor. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Trevor's just running his mouth to whoever... You know, they like, they like Trev, but Trev keeps pushing it, man. He's... You know he's 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 getting closer to losing the losing the love of the Ledge Legion. He's battling on Instagram now with, with a bunch of people. And I keep telling <laughs> him, I'm like, listen, man, they're 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 your friends right now, and you know you're, you're running out of friends, so you better make sure you <laughs> hold on to like whichever friends you still have. And he's embracing he's embracing it, and, yeah, and fully going for it. Yeah, oh, he loves it. <laughs> but but, now we, but we love it too, so it's it's good. Yeah, everyone knows what he's up to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That guy. Yeah, shout out to Trev. He's I. Right. He's I. Right, yeah. Um, well, right no, on, guys. Yeah, that's that's all. That's all I got. Shout out, I guess Miracosta and yeah. NB Surf Fourteens, my my dudes I coach, and uh, families of course. Uh, your baby. Yeah, <laughs> shout out baby Blake. Shut up. <laughs> baby Blake, seventeen months old. She's she's awesome. She was the hardest thing about being in Australia, and anytime I travel, it's missing her. Yeah, I was gonna Allie. say that's that's probably the hardest uh, going halfway across the world is yeah having mm-hmm. the family at home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I miss Allie and miss Blake. Um, but the getting back together with them at the end of a long trip is is awesome. With the gold medal in hand, we had the gold medal. Yeah, <laughs> me and Amanda don't have that. Uh, the baby's waiting yeah. for us. I got. Uh, we got a we'll little the, dog the over here. Yeah, home, but we got. <laughs> we got producer Brad and producer yeah, Gabby. Yeah. yeah, we got. We got, got our little got Bentley Redondo Beach crew over here. Yeah. Yeah. Bentley's pumped um, to see you. I have a shout out. Oh yeah. All right. Um, just shout out to everyone who followed all, all the way in Australia and who yes. got on YouTube and watched yes. and supported and text. I mean, message commented liked yeah, whatever totally um it was so awesome it made it that much more special i mean people from my hometown i come from a town of like 1200 people who barely know what beach volleyball is we're all watching so that was really cool and really special so mm-hmm. shout out to you guys you're awesome. awesome and amanda how can people follow you you can follow me on instagram at a dowdy 11 uh twitter amanda underscore dowdy and then facebook just amanda dowdy avery yeah, uh, Twitter and and Insta. I'm I'm on. I'm really bad with Twitter, but Insta, much more. And both of them are just at Avery Drost, and then um, and then yeah, Facebook too. Just uh, Avery Drost. You'll find them. Where yeah, yeah, we're there. I love it. We well, we out we out here. <laughs> we uh, well, we're stoked to have you guys. Yeah, and, uh, thanks everyone, for thanks, us. try for give real. them a, give them a follow because uh, I'm sure yeah. you guys will have a. Quite an eventful year, yeah, uh, and it's off yeah. to a good start. So congratulations on that, Thank and uh, Thanks, hopefully buddy. we'll get you guys back on here soon. Yeah, uh, anytime, man. So stoked to do this. Thank you. Good, yeah. good hanging with you, Amanda. Yeah, good hanging with you guys. Yeah. That was fun. Dinner time. Yeah. We out. Shoots.